so uh, do I? Do- ha. Okay. Oh no, we know we haven't started yet. <laughs> Ignore that first clap, Jakob, as you edit I did. this. <laughs> but we'll start recording. Um, so I was thinking that because you are so into kind of delivery coaching. Okay. And when I hear delivery, and I'm expecting some people may be in a similar situation, when okay. I hear delivery, my mind switches to, it means we just need to deliver shit faster. Mm. And I would like to clarify this, that it's not about that, or not just about that. It's there are, you know, also about uh, the flow, it's also about um, what we deliver, and, and so on and so on. Because that's what you are talking about when you talk delivery, isn't it? Or are you just about speed? No, I mean, to, to your analogy, um, being, if being a coach is like being a nutritionist, then um, if by your definition of delivery, all we'd care about is how big our poo is. Yeah. <laughs> that's, and, that's my initial and, definition in my mind uh, so, and, and I'm, I'm thinking more of a nutritionist as um, you take into account lifestyle what yeah. your goals are uh, what kind of food are you putting in the system what's coming out of the system what do you do with the energy yeah. that the system creates that sort of thing so um, so that's why I think we could unpack it mm. um, and see where it takes us because <clears throat> I think there's a lot of confusion uh, at least in my mind so I'm assuming there might be people who are confused as well Cool. So you're just going to drill me on delivery? I think so. I like just it. just want to talk about this. Yeah. All right. That, that'll be exciting. Yeah. Ready? Three, two, one. Joe Coop, podcast about life. No, no. What is the podcast about? Angel, Angel, Angel. Life and monkeys. <laughs> and we just started with a monkey. Should we start over? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. All right. One, two, three. Welcome to Joku, podcast about agile life and monkeys. <laughs> and this is Jakub and Joe. Yeah, and we are sitting here in Auckland, New Zealand. Hi, Joe. Hi, Jakub. So the topic for today, I thought we could talk about delivery. Delivery. Yeah. What about delivery? Well, not a kangaroo delivering a small kangaroo, baby kangaroo, but more about <laughs> delivery of work. <laughs> So so not not yeah so not creating new creatures no um, but maybe creating new products, products or, experiences. or services or yeah. experiences and so okay yeah yeah we can talk about that and I wanted to talk about this because when we probably chatted last year mm. you were very passionate about delivery and I initially I couldn't understand it because in my mind delivery meant something different than it was in your mind right and i had to talk to you a couple of times to start understanding that he means something different than i think he means okay um and that's why i started kind of broadening my uh, perspective and like oh actually, actually it is something different um so it, it helped me think through it well it's good because i think this will help me too to look out for when i use that word mm. To see if it's landing correctly or yeah. not. So what, what did you think of originally when I said, I'm into delivery? Well, if you say, I'm into delivery, I think you I didn't want... didn't assume I was a doctor or anything <laughs> no. like that. <laughs> no. Like, I've delivered six babies this week. Nothing like that. No, no, no. Okay. no. Uh, I was thinking about delivery means delivering stuff faster. Okay. And that's that, your that original. And yeah. you're like, Joe's yeah. into delivering stuff yeah. faster. Yeah. I'm not against delivering stuff faster. But I think that is probably a very 
narrow view. And um, but I can understand that. Why? Why? Why do you associate that? Well, I think that because maybe, and I'm just now going to you know reflect. Mm. Maybe because when I think deliver, I think about um, delivery managers that I had be- worked with before, right. or project managers, yeah. and they were caring a lot about faster or being on time right. and within budget. Yeah. Um, not so much about how do we flex scope and how we have good conversations around it and how do we deliver faster to get feedback faster. Yeah. They were f- focusing more on this is what we are supposed to deliver, let's deliver it within the time frame. Yeah. Uh, faster is better. Faster is better, yeah. And what what the heck quality isn't Yeah. Quality is a nice to have. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um yeah, okay. No, I can definitely see why you think that. And to be honest, that's one of my biggest fears when I talk to uh, either new employers or people that I'm going to work with on something is that their um, their metric for success or a high performing team is velocity or is exactly. the speed of work. Um, of which we're not saying that's not a part of the uh, picture, but it's it's too one dimensional or two dimensional to really uh, to. To describe what the work is. Yeah. Uh, so for me, I mean, delivery is um, not just the act of delivery. So if I'm a delivery coach, yes, um, we tend to focus, particularly people who've never had a delivery coach before, uh, we tend to focus on the things that are easily spotted and tangible or measurable for them at first. And so okay. we might start with something like workflow, right? Without an emphasis to say to with, without an emphasis on expectation. So what does workflow mean to you? Workflow uh, means, uh, say you have a person or a group of people, we might call them teams or squads, uh, depending on what kind of style you're you're working with. Um, They are given something, and either that's a request or um, desire for an outcome, or sometimes it's actual requirements. They take these these requests of some sort, they do something with them that only they can do, um, and then they have some sort of output. And right. so that process of we've defined a need, we've addressed that need with some sort of solution, and then we've um, passed the solution on to its next destination, whether that's a user, a customer, or sometimes even other team squads or individuals. You know, we're, we're taking this out of what what an agile machine should be versus what actually happens. Right. Um, that that process of uh, we want something, we build something, we deliver something is the flow of work. So how is it different from value stream mapping? Uh, it's not. Okay. A value stream mapping would be a tool that I would use. Um, you can use it on a micro or macro level. And what I mean by that is micro might be for that, in my example, for the squad or the team. We might look at um, the individual requests that come through, the tickets we can call yep. them, that come through. And we would say, um, so to map our are um, to get a, a picture of how good we are at starting and finishing things all in one breath. Um, we'll we'll track the work that comes in, and we'll track when we're actively working on it and when we're waiting for something. Because uh, quite often in the beginning, when we start working with um, with groups or teams in an organization, is the organization isn't set up for this new way of working, and so. They may not have all the members on the team, or they may have approvals they have to go through. And so what we want to do is we want to create awareness around how the environment around that delivery stream um, 
influences their ability to finish work. And so what we typically see in the beginning is one, one say they do five units of work in a week. Yeah. <laughs> um, of those five units, uh, and let's say they finish them all. Awesome. Well, ju- well done, team. But what they noticed is when they did the value stream map is their, their active time um, was equally proportionate to their inactive time. So yeah. it was uh, so that meant that they might work um, one day on a, a unit of work, and then they have a day of wait to get a response, and then another day, yeah. and then a day of wait. Um, and what they can see at the end of that iteration, that, that week, is, hey, we delivered five, good on us. Um, could we have delivered more? Well, mm-hmm. if we added up all the waiting time, that's about, we, we did all, technically all the work that we did was in the space of two and a half days, three days, Maybe we could do more work if we could get yeah we if we could plan ahead and get the get people lined up for the response or um, if they were just on our squad or team or, or whatever the solution is that they might come up with that would be a tool I would use to bring awareness to the workflow nice so you build the workflow in the first initial stage what's next um, normally so uh, as a delivery coach. Uh, we have to go in stage we have to validate stages of awareness one and so we went right into workflow because that's the most tangible mm-hmm. thing um but very soon after we actually go into function within the organization right um so now that we can track our workflow who cares yes <laughs> um you know who if, if we're in the middle of a series of steps who cares downstream who cares upstream how can we get more transparency about how our decisions affect mm. them and how their decisions affect us um how do we function in the picture do we are we needed would we be better if we were split into the other teams nice. rather than being as another step um raising their awareness around what they are in the bigger picture why they're there also even out of the functionality standpoint is who expects them to be there. So we go down to more of the social bonds that we mm. have is who wanted them there in the first place and why, which might be very different to the functional reason. Yeah. Um, and the reason we want to do that is we want to, we, we want them to recognize that, um, conflicting sources of power in your environment can make it harder to work. Mm. One source of power is the workflow itself. Yeah. We, we want to get work from A to B. The other one is the expectations of conflict of other sources of work going across. Um, or I've <laughs> been in some circumstances where they have a team, not because they actually need a team. It, the team is actually a kind of a nice to have, but they will need the team in three months. And so from budgeting standpoint, they needed to hire these people and they're just trying to keep them busy for three <laughs> months. Um, and once we knew that, we knew, um, we knew that we had different expectations so we could use that time to improve some of the meta skills or the awareness skills so when they were definitely needed in the three months. So we use it kind of as a productive training yeah. exercise instead. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay, and so it sounds like you're still talking about the work. Yeah. And how it flows and how we could, we could optimize it. Do you look at any other part of, of I know, how, you, how does the culture uh, in the team or in the company uh, influences the work or how, how does, I know, psychological safety, yeah. all of this as well? Yeah, without a doubt. And, you know, the, these first steps of being aware of workflow and then being aware of your place in the organization, they're constantly referred back to to build other skills on. Okay. Um, and so, uh, to your example, um, culture and, and that sort of thing. I was in an organization once where um, they were on their journey. Um, and I wouldn't say they were early on their journey, but they still had ways to go. Mm. Uh, and they had, they like, we're, we're full in it. We have 13 squads on this one project, this one thing that we're building and um really smart people really into it um but 
in doing that, they had a few legacy um, expectations on the roles. So um, even though we knew we wanted cross-functional teams, and they had them, cross-functional in the sense that they had every person they needed on the team to take in a ticket of work and deliver that ticket, um, they, didn't, uh, they didn't have the infrastructure to encourage them to work outside of their specialty which uh, isn't necessarily a problem, but it's really good to be clear on that. Mm. <laughs> and so um, what we saw was uh, the bottleneck became the QA. Um, right. Yep. And, um, and that be, that early on, that became the, um, the thing that was very apparent. And um, what, we, what we noticed is the developers were just developing, and the QA was spending a lot of time. Um, so what we did is we, they decided to track the, the initial bugs, not the production bugs, but the initial bugs that were created and how many times they went back. And it was quite high. Mm. Um, and so the coaches and, and also some teammates went to the d uh, managers and said, um, when we try to encourage them to write the tests with the QA beforehand, mm -hmm. um, they just said, it's not our job. You <laughs> said you wanted this productivity level of productivity. Um, We've also checked the market. We know that the future is developers that do have QA experience and ability yeah. that are able to write unit tests, that are able to write behavioral tests. Um, that is where the market's going as well, so it's not, not in their best interest. Um, are you willing to support this? And um, what was really cool is there was recognition that that was where they wanted to go. But there were, I mean, it was a big organization. There were laws uh, in place to protect <laughs> the... Yes. Um, the, the people working there. And so what they had to do is they had to wait for a quarter to finish before um, they could start to implement new right. expectations. Uh, and as a coach, it was slower than what I wanted um, because I like to see, when you see the change and you know what the solution is, you just want to do it. But it was, um, but raising that to the organization and um, getting that their buy-in and being able to show the metrics and also having the squads generally say, um, we think it's important too. Um, it, 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 the change happened more productively. And then when it did happen, uh, what we immediately saw was um, the, the, the back rate for the bugs was much lower. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, and actually the development practice in general, the quality of the, develop, the developers, the individual developers cool. raised as well. Yeah. Okay. So you know how in the beginning I've said that in my mind, delivery used to mean deliver stuff faster. Yeah. So I think we talked a bit that it does mean just faster mm. but I wanted to touch about the staff part of it yes um, you remember how we talked to Mike Barrows about outcomes and how, how he was all in on outcomes right yes all in on out uh, and <laughs> I wonder you know what is the staff it doesn't matter to you as a coach do you talk about this or, or not what you um, for me I've come to the conclusion that this is a matter of preference on which you start with with a squad or if you do them all at once and that um, there it is super 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 important and one of the biggest mistakes um, I see that organizations make is this obsession with velocity mm -hmm. um, and velocity it, it is arguable that you can increase the velocity of a squad um, and by especially if an organization is really passionate about like a really high priority thing is like, what do you need? What do you need? What do you, what's blocking you? So the, there is that element to mm -hmm. it, but that's also a very expensive element. Um, and it's not one that I often see organizations willing to do, particularly from the, the get go, um, massive changes just to keep work flowing yes. through. 
another way that you can increase the productivity of your squad is uh, in probably the cheaper way and the more aware way and in some ways harder to do mm-hmm. um, is to um, get really good product ownership um, or service ownership. Yeah. And what I mean by that is you, you take a hypothesis strategy, you focus on outcomes that you want, you don't assume you're right, mm-hmm. and you create small batches of releasable things that you can immediately test yes. and get feedback that influence your backlog. And the reason this is important, if, if we assume that the thing that you're producing produces value for the business in some way, um, what you want to do is uh, break down your assumptions into what's the, you know, there's way to shortage job first. Yep. There's also what's the What's the biggest assumption that takes the least amount of effort yes. that would really affect the rest of the backlog, you know, which is a very similar concept. Um, let's test it, then let's test our biases and our assumptions, and then let's reform the backlog to make sure that we're delivering the highest value stuff, whatever that means. Um, that you can, cr- you can have a constant throughput with a squad, mm-hmm. and, and let's say it's a healthy constant throughput. Let's arbitrarily say it's 100 points. Yes. Not that that okay. means anything. No. But um, let's say that's about 20 units of small bits of value. Um, and that's your constant if you have a backlog that's ready. What you can do with that is you could, of course, try to increase the, the breadth of what they can produce. Yes. Or you can start to rate the value of the work going through. Yes. Um, and the only way to really do that is to know why you're doing it, mm. which brings us back to outcomes. What are the yeah. outcomes that are important to our organization, to our small company, to our individuals, and how does that play into some big picture? Yeah. And this is where it gets very difficult as a solo coach right? when an organization asks you to work with a team mm-hmm. to be high-performing, which is a word I always just laugh at. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Let, let's just get them to perform first. Mm. Um, is is that's that's the bubble they'll ultimately reach is great we've created a bicycle that goes fast where yep. do you want to take it mm, what do you want exactly. do you want to run <laughs> do you want to um do you want to enjoy it off road <laughs> do you want to um do the tour de france do you just want to go to your neighbor's house mm. what are we doing with it we've produced we can produce a fast bicycle but exactly what are we doing with it um and that's that's where um that's where it can be a bit harder it can be much harder because yeah. even if the product owner or the uh, cxo which is the for us it's the um, customer experience owner um, even if they have the right vision if they're not supported by the organization and the framework of them if they don't see the value in it if that if that's not a, if there's not a means to communicate those decisions it can become very 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 hard to produce the value that you yeah. want to so that's why um, I typically, when I'm working with squads, start out with the more tangible, controllable things to observe and be aware of, which mm-hmm. are practices. Yeah. Um, and I slowly start to build up product awareness through that. So, you know, for me, as a delivery coach, um, I would work with a squad for maybe about six sprints, mm-hmm. six two-week sprints, before I would, um, before they would probably be able to do most of the stuff themselves and have me as a reference or to pull in for specific yes. things that are outside of the norm. Um, and then I would work more with the product owner and breaking down their backlog or give or helping them to build skills um, and and the squad as well, not just the yes. yeah, yeah. not just the product owner, but helping them to build skills to um, be more hypothesis-driven, value-focused. Um, so it's not a short process. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's and, and so no, it's not just about the speed. Yeah. It's very much about the quality. Um, the problem I and the reason I take my approach is um, 
for me to be able to get by and to build trust, I work with the things that are more easily understood and tangible, yep. which sense. are throughput. Makes sense. Right. Okay. That was a lot of talking on my behalf. Good. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I think that a lot of people may be confused by the word delivery, so I think that's important to show different shades of it. So if I go into a room and I'm like, I'm a delivery coach, um, what can I say to, or what can I ask to see if people are on the same page as me? Um, ooh. You can just ask them what do they understand by delivery. Hi, my name is Joe. I'm a delivery coach. It's nice to meet you. What does the word delivery mean to you? Yeah, but it's similar when you say you're, you're an agile coach. Yeah. Everyone's going to understand it differently. Yeah, I just given up on that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think that's, that's it's similar, especially if we have... Because if, if I'm saying, hey, I'm a medical doctor, yeah. people understand what to expect, more or less. Yeah, I, exactly. Or uh, I'm, I'm a fireman. They know or what delivery coach makes me kind of sound like a midwife as well. <laughs> 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 Depending on the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Yeah, well, it's funny because I, I used to call myself an agile coach, and I, I guess I do under certain circumstances because it's not false. Mm -hmm. The reason I've gone to delivery coach, and I've, I, I started, you and I were working together years ago when yeah. I started using that, and maybe that's where this whole mm -hmm. thing started. Um, the reason I went that way is because that's where my passion and focus in the whole agile sphere is. I know some amazing agile coaches that are much better than I am on the social... I'm mean, going use the word engineering, but it's not quite the right word. Mm. But the, the, the social awareness, the social um, helping people to bond in cultures, like big cultures bond in ways that I just wouldn't, yeah. I, I, I just don't have that talent at that level. Um, at least not in the way that they do it. And it, it awes me. Um, so I would see them as like social agile coaches mm. of some sort. I mean, they probably should name themselves. But I, I was constantly being... Um, To your point, as you say, agile coach, and you could be a very technical agile coach, yes. which you're very good at helping developers, you know, is very development mm -hmm. focused or specific practice focused. You could be transformation focused, yes. um, of which uh, we've all had to become some sort of expert in mm -hmm. transformation because that's where the market is right now. We're constantly in a state of transformation. Um, you could be a business agility coach, which is a term i'm not entirely sure what it means uh, but but i i like that it's been introduced and people are exploring it um but for me like the fun bit is you've got a business model you think that you can be successful as a business by delivering something you think you know who your market is um how do we use this relatively simple concept of delivering something to a market to learn about the market and to learn about ourselves and then change to meet somewhere in the middle. That's the exciting bit for me. Um, cool. So, yeah, so like my approach to probably doing the same thing that every other Agile coach is trying to do, whether they're culturally focused, transformation focused, technically mm. focused, we're all trying to relatively do the same thing. My, my first step, my power play, is to focus on the ecosystem of delivery. Yeah. Mm. I like how you mentioned that there probably are different types of Agile coaches. And that in our, in our organization, especially in a large one, you need a bunch of agile coaches with different specialities. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, you're gonna, you may miss out on some of great opportunities. Also, just for 
personal fulfillment. (laughs) Um, There are some things that I can do, and I may even say that I might be good at them, but I don't enjoy doing. Mm. Um, One of those is classroom teaching. I enjoy the act of teaching. I enjoy the act of mentoring. I enjoy the act of coaching. But my preferred medium in doing those things is is through delivery, Mm -hmm. is through the act of delivery, with as as minimum amount of setup as needed to have the act of delivery be meaning. So I yeah. like to teach through the act. That's my thing. Um, other people are fantastic classroom um, teachers, and they can, they, I love getting a group of people who've had a fantastic workshop, have been asked all the right questions, mm-hmm. have been given enough space to explore where they fit into them, and then they come to me and then they're like, all right, we have a basic concept of what we're doing. We certainly know why we're doing it, and we trust each other. Can you help us do it? And then I'm, I'm just stoked. Nice. Um, because and that's you know there's all these different skills that we have that we can so easily pass to each other. Yes. Um, yeah. So I and we have organizational coaches here yeah. like, um, that are uh, amazing. I actually I go to them quite often to get coaching mm. to say I'm upset about this and they'll help me work through the systemic problems of what's influencing me even outside of the business and it really really helps. Yeah. So yeah, I'm in awe of all the different ways you can coach. Nice. Cool. Thank you, Joe, for spending time with me and exploring delivery. Thank you. I think I'm, I'm a bit wiser now. Thank you. You look a bit wiser. Do I? You have a few extra gray hairs. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they are just popping up every second now. <laughs> um, so the, uh, also, for our audience who listen to our review and retro podcasts, yes. we are checking one of our um, t- our retro actions off and we've tested a new mic this time oh, to yes. see if it's something we want to yeah, invest yeah, in yeah. and we need to say uh, thank you to Amar thank you Amar uh, he actually uh, landed landed is that how it's I think it's lent yeah so he lent the, the mic Catholic to my wife <laughs> and now she lent it to me so I don't even know if Amar knows that we are using his mic oh but I will let him know well, now everybody else knows <gasps> don't, don't tell him let's see if Amar we is listening to, to our first. podcast oh <laughs> All right. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Jakob. Until next time. See you soon. Bye, everyone. Bye.